You know, the subject of light. The subject of light is throughout the Bible. That theme of light uh, is found throughout Scripture. In fact, Jesus said that the reason that he came that very first Christmas morning was to bring light to a dark world. When many of the religious elite began to actually believe in Jesus, he cried out, I have come as a light. I have come as a light to the world that he who believes in me should not abide in darkness. Now one of the duties of a pastor is not only to share the good news, but also to share some bad news. You see, even though those who believe in Jesus sometimes will have dark days. And Jesus told us that it would be this way. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I have come to overcome the world. You see, even for the Christian, even for the believer in Christ Jesus, there may be days when you don't even want to get out of bed. Even as a believer in the Lord Jesus, there may be days when you don't want to face the world. There may be days when you may even wonder if life is really worth the effort. You see, even as joyful as the birth of our Savior Jesus should be, the truth is this. A Christmas devoid of unity with God can be very dark. In fact, some people, some Christians, have dark days that are filled with disappointment. Perhaps they lose a job. Maybe they uh, lose a relationship. Perhaps they lose their health. Or maybe... They lose their fellowship with God because of some sinful behavior in their life. <clears throat> and honestly, if you think about it, the Christmas holidays just kind of exaggerate the disappointment. I read that there is often holes in our lives that seem a whole lot bigger under the Christmas bright lights. Some people face dark days of disappointment. But also some people face dark days of distress. Many of you moms can identify with holidays that are overwhelmed with responsibilities. Many of you mothers can identify with the fact that there doesn't seem to be enough time to get it all done. Schedules are full. Wallets are empty and maybe your body is exhausted. And once again, it seems that holidays, that Christmas somehow makes it worse. 
Schedules get fuller. Wallets get emptier. And maybe our bodies get even more weary. So even the Christian can have a dark day of disappointment or a dark day of distress. But some people face dark days of doubt. You see, without the unity that Christians enjoy with God, this world around us is full of uncertainties. It's easy to look at our future and we doubt the outcome of that future. We wonder if our job will even be around tomorrow. We wonder if even our health is going to be around tomorrow. And once again, it seems that the holidays, that Christmas only intensifies these feelings. But the point that I want to make this morning is this. Even as brothers and sisters in Christ, we who have united ourselves with God through faith in Jesus Christ, even we can have dark days. But we need to understand that Christmas ain't the problem. Christmas is God's solution to the problem. You see, the answer to our problems, the answer to our dark days is the light of Christ. The answer is Jesus has come and he is the only one who can bring real and lasting light into an otherwise dark and dreary day. You see, the light of Christ truly changes everything that it touches, including your life. And friend, the reason that that's true, it's because of what Jesus taught his disciples about unity. It's true because of what Jesus taught his disciples about unity right after the Last Supper. In John chapter 14, in verse 19, I want you to hear what our Savior said about unity. He said, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, You will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Is that not a great illustration of unity? He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Did you notice the connection? Between love and obedience. But Jesus went on to, or actually the Bible went on to say that Judas, not Judas Iscariot, Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us, but not to the rest of the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, anyone who loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And listen to this. And we will come to him and we will make our home with him. Is that not the epitome 
of unity. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you that while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you things and he will bring to your remembrance the things that I have said to you. Listen carefully. Even in your disappointment, even in your distress, even in your doubt, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. How in heaven's name could Jesus make such extraordinary claims? Jesus could make extraordinary claims because of one simple reason. He and the Father are one. Jesus is God. He and the Father are one. And listen to this. They desire to make their home in you. Friend, that is the clearest definition of unity that I have ever read in my life. Because of Christmas, we can be made one with God. Unity. Now, we know what that means for us when we get to heaven. But the logical question is this. What does that mean for me now? What does that mean for me while I'm still here on earth? Going through disappointment after disappointment and distress after distress. Struggling with doubt after doubt. What does that mean for me? Well, it means that while a Christmas devoid of unity can make for a very dark day, a Christmas that's filled with unity can bring light and light indeed. You see, unity with God encourages us when we get disappointed. When you get disappointed, God wants you to know something. He wants you to know that He is near. That He is close to you. When our life goes sour, when relationships break, when our finances get unbearably tight, God says, I'm here. I'm listening. And I'm walking right beside you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Friends, it's no coincidence that when, Jesus, when Matthew spoke about Jesus, he reminded us that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. The God that is here, the God that is listening, the God that walks with us through disappointment, distress, and doubt. In Psalm 34, 18, the Bible says that the Lord is near to those who are broken hearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Listen, y'all, God is here. God is near. And God came to earth to unify himself with us and to remind us that he will always be near. No matter how disappointed you get. No matter how stressed out you get. But not only are we encouraged in disappointment 
when Christmas comes, we can also know that Christmas means that unity with God will strengthen us when we're distressed. See, no matter how many things you've been juggling this Christmas, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. See, on your own, you will crumble under the weight of your stress. You don't really have enough hours in the day to get it all done. You don't have enough money in the bank to buy your way out of your problems. But at Christmas, we're assured that God is with us. That he will never forsake us. And we are assured that God will help us handle anything we face, whether it's disappointment or distress. But Christmas also means that unity with God will guide us when we're doubtful. Don't know where to turn. Don't know which way to go. Don't worry. God is here. God will show you what to do next. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Listen carefully. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness. He who follows me will not abide in darkness, but he will have the light, the light of life. See, when we enjoy the unity that Jesus came to bring us, we will no longer make decisions based on what we feel. Instead, we'll start making decisions based upon what God says to do. God's word is really the only reliable guide that we have. Through his word, God says, I'm giving you a light for your journey, even though your journey may have dark and dreary days. In Psalm 119, the Bible says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need to learn to do things according to the way God says to do things. I remember a, a sermon by one of my favorite pastors, Adrian Rogers. And in that sermon, he said, never doubt in the darkness what God told you in the light. Never doubt in the darkness what God told you in the light. But friend, you got to know what's in his word. You got to know what the light says to avoid the darkness. At Christmas, because of Jesus we have a guide, a guide that will lead us over the obstacles in life, a guide who will help us to overcome the doubts of this life. But in addition to encouragement and strength and guidance that we receive as a result of unity with God, Christmas also means that unity with God offers us hope when we're depressed. You see, God came that very first Christmas morning so that we might find hope in the despair of depression. God wants us to have light. He wants his light to shine on the despair that some people are experiencing. He wants that light to shine on the hopelessness that many people feel. He came to be with us. To fulfill the unity that is described by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 15. 
when the Bible says, Now may the God of all hope fill you, fill you with joy, fill you with peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So does that mean that you'll never need counseling? No. Does that mean that you'll always get it right? No. Does that mean that you'll never have need for mental health assistance? Absolutely not. In fact, I believe that God provides us with great advances in medicine in order to help us through the dark days of our journey. But the point is this. Even when our days are dark, even when our days are dreary, the light of Christmas provides us with hope. Hope. This whole Deck the Halls Christmas series that I've been preaching has been about ways that you and I might be different this Christmas. And I pray that you have resolved that you're going to be different Because of Christmas. I pray that you have resolved. That there's something about your life. That you're going to change. As a result. Of Christ coming. For you. That being the case. As amazing. And generous as God's unity. With us is. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4. To tell us how important. Unity with each other. Is Listen to what the apostle said in Ephesians chapter 4. He's writing to a church of Christians. And he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. With all lowliness. With all gentleness. With long suffering. Bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You see, there is one body. There is one Spirit. Just as you were called in one hope in your calling. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. Who is above all. Who is through all. And who is in you all. Once again. A clear definition. Of unity. You see friends. Christmas should bring us together. As no other historical event. Possibly could. In fact. The overarching idea. Of God coming to be with us. Through the spirit of God. Is that so Christians. Would become one. The reason he came is so that we would be one. So that we would act as one. So that we would serve alongside each other as one. So that we would be one body of Christ. Just one. You see, at the very first Christmas, millions of people, believers and non-believers alike, Saw that star in the sky. Millions saw the light of Christmas. But only wise men. 
followed the star. As wise people who have been unified with God through Jesus Christ, we should find ourselves unified with each other in the Holy Spirit of God. Friend, we're given a choice today. We're given a choice not only to unify ourselves with God, but also to unify ourselves with each other and follow the light of Christ. But you can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. I need you and you need me. We need each other and we need to act and believe and serve as one. Today, in this very special Christmas service, we want to illustrate the unity that I've been talking about. And so what we're going to do is I want you to notice this candle that is here in front of us. This candle illustrates the light that Jesus came to bring. And here in a moment, we're going to start at the very back. And I'm going to ask those in the back and then in subsequent pews in the front to come and have a candle of your own and light it from the light of Christ. And then just return to your seats. At which time, we're going to gather together in unity. And we're going to pray together in unity. And we're going to ask God and we're going to thank God for bringing us together as a church family. For making us one. And we're going to ask him in the coming year if he would use us as one. So the music's going to be playing. And I'll just ask the, the Stebbins, if you would, y'all come on forward. And we'll, I'll be the last one to light my candle. So we've all... Been illuminated, haven't we? Been illuminated by the light of Jesus Christ. So what I want to ask us to do is I want us to stand. And I just want us just to move a little bit closer to the aisle, okay? You in the back, y'all kind of kind of form it up a little bit. We're going to kind of move down a little bit. Alright. And we want to pray. That everybody we know will be illuminated by the light that we carry. The light of Jesus Christ. But we're also proclaiming that we are one. We are one in Jesus Christ. And after I finish praying, that's going to conclude the service. And what I'm going to ask you to do is as you leave and you walk out those doors... Blow out your candle. But remember the words of Jesus when he said, You are the light of the world. Let your lights shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing light into a dark world. Thank you that no disappointment, no distress, no doubt, no depression 
can hold a light to your light. And Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for seeing our greatest need, our sin nature, and providing us with a cure, a remedy. And Lord, it saddens us that it took the life of Jesus Christ to purchase our redemption. But Lord, we're so, so grateful. We're so thankful. And during this time of year, we're reminded that this is the time of year when it all took place. And that, Father, nobody, nobody should be without the light that only Jesus Christ offers. Lord, we also proclaim today that we are one. Lord, we want to become one in Christ, one body in Jesus. And, Lord, we want to act as one. And, Lord, we want to serve along each other as one. So, Father, as we depart this morning... Lord, we're carrying our Christmas light out into the world in which we live, into the families, into the circle of friends, into the workplaces, and, Father, the, the circle of influence that we all have. Lord, we just pray that as Jesus has illuminated our life, we would illuminate the lives of others with the light that he's given us. Lord, thank you for this Christmas. Thank you for the first Christmas and every Christmas thereafter. And Lord, we pray that many people would come to you as a result of the light that you have shined in us and will shine through us for your glory. In the name of that precious Christ child, Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.